coming up. Uh, just because I, I say rest in peace, that doesn't mean that the person I said rest in peace is resting in peace. Right. Just because I said rest in peace, that doesn't mean that. Yeah, yeah. Because God is very clear in his word that there's two places that every person is going to spend eternity. It's either going to be with him, rest and with God, resting in peace, or it's going to be in the place that separates everyone eternally from yeah. God that goes there. Yes. And that's hell. Hell is real. Yeah. You're either going to be in hell or with God in heaven. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Whether we believe in God or not, everyone puts their faith in something. How does what you believe impact your eternity? Listen now as Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn challenge us to evaluate our faith to see if it stands strong when put to the test. Here's part one of the message a faith that failed the test. And as we address this, we're going to use as our case study an individual who had trouble realizing that his stuff was not his. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and therefore his faith failed the test. His faith failed the test. From time to time, as a minister of the gospel, it's important and appropriate for me to address who's ever listening and encourage them to make sure their faith will pass the test, that they're not believing or having faith that is not true, mm. that is not a faith that will pass the test, the ultimate test that we're all gonna face and we'll see as we speak today. And I wanna encourage you not to take it for granted, but to do some things. And this is what this message is about, that we would do some things so that our faith will pass the test. And so on your outline, I hope you're all set and ready to go. On your outline, write this down. Everyone should evaluate their faith. Everyone should evaluate their faith. Now, I know that there are people who say they have no faith who don't believe that there even is a God, those are atheists. And then there are those who are agnostic, meaning they don't believe that God can be proven or disproved. Mm -hmm. So they're agnostic. And I know there are people out there like that, but I'm still saying that everyone should evaluate their faith because at the end of the day, even the atheists and the agnostic they are believing something. <laughs> They're putting their faith in something, whether they acknowledge it or not. 
they're right. believing something and putting their faith in something. Right. They're believing something about the world we live in because it's undeniable that we live in a, we live in this world. We can't say I'm not here. Can't say that that if we're saying that, then that's crazy. That's not logical thinking. That's not intelligent thinking to say, okay, I'm not really here. Hmm. No, you know, you're here. They're putting faith in life itself. Um, and you know what life is, where did it come from? How did it start? They're putting faith in something regarding life itself, and they're putting faith in some kind of belief about what happens when we die, because we none of us can deny that we're all gonna die. Right. <laughs> um, death is undeniable. And so we're believing something about life after death. So whether they say or believe that God is real or God exists or not, or they don't think God can be proven or disproved. Yeah. They're believing something. They're putting faith because there's some in the undeniable realities that life is real. We are real. The world is real. Mm -hmm. So they're believing something about it. Man. So everyone needs to examine <laughs> what they believe. Right, right. What their faith is. Yeah. Here in Second uh, Corinthians thirteen five, Apostle Paul is addressing the church in Corinth, and he's telling them just what I said. These these are believers that he's wrote this he wrote this letter to, but he's telling them here in the text. It says, "Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith." Test yourselves. Mm -hmm. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Yeah. Unless, of course, you fail the test. Mm -hmm. Paul is telling these people whom he believes are believers, who he believes has true faith in Christ Jesus. He's telling them to examine it, though, to see if they're really in the faith. And in fact, he goes on to say when he says, do you not know Christ lives in you? He's saying, I, I believe Christ is in you. But he's also saying, as he keeps speaking, he says, unless, of course, you fail the test, meaning that I believe Christ is in you, but I have no way of really knowing concretely right, <laughs> because right. I can't read hearts and minds. I'm not God. So though I believe you are, you have faith in Christ Jesus, the one who's going to know it really is Christ himself or God himself. And you need to examine it. All right. Examine your faith. Test it. Paul says earlier in the same um, letter, um, in 2 Corinthians 5.10, he says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Mm -hmm. So Paul's saying you need to examine your faith because um, everybody's going to face judgment. God is going to judge us for the life we live, for the things we've done, good or bad. God is going to judge us. So if you want to pass the test, Paul is saying, I suggest to you, 
I command to you, I command you yeah. to examine mm -hmm. your faith. And so today as a minister of the gospel, and from time to time, as I said earlier, it's appropriate for me to challenge who's ever listening yeah. to examine your faith so that you don't live a life thinking you have faith that will pass the test when your faith is going to fail the test. Mm. And I don't want anybody, any of you or anyone to, to, to live a life with the, with the insufficient faith, yeah. insufficient beliefs that at the end of the day, when we face the judgment seat of Christ, mm -hmm. that we won't pass the test. When God judges us finally for the life we lived, that we will pass the test. So I wanna challenge you to examine your faith, evaluate your faith. Yeah, that's good. And this leads me to ask another question and answer it. What doesn't make my faith real? This is a question you should ask too. Mm -hmm. as you're examining your faith what doesn't make my faith real and there are some things that are good but they don't prove that you have faith mm -hmm. though they're good things so i want to list a few of them um and we're going to look at the life of an individual who Jesus or the, the Bible calls the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler. He had a faith that didn't pass the test. And we're going to use him as our example, our case study, to glean some things that do not um, make our faith real. Okay. He thought it weighed his faith real, but he was wrong. Mm -hmm. He didn't pass the test. And I don't want any of you, as I said, not to pass the test. So I want to glean some things from his life, an incident that happened with him and a conversation he had with Jesus, our Lord. And some truths about what doesn't make our faith real. Mm -hmm. So the first point is this. Talking to God reverently doesn't make my faith real. Talking to God reverently doesn't make my faith real. So, and I can also say praying to God reverently doesn't make my faith real. Yeah, because praying is talking to him. Praying is talking to him. That's right. Yeah. So that doesn't make my faith real. It's a good thing mm -hmm. to talk to God. Yeah. It's a good thing to pray to God. But that in and of itself doesn't make your faith real. Okay. Look what happened here with this rich young ruler. In Mark 10, 17, the text says, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked. Okay, let's pause and think about this. Take yourself, put yourself in the scene. This man, which is the rich young ruler, mm -hmm. runs <laughs> to Jesus, yeah. our God, our Lord, falls at his feet, falls on his knees 
before our Lord mm -hmm. and speaks to him, good teacher. <laughs> Y'all see this? Can you imagine? Yeah. Somebody in front of Jesus on their knees, reverently, and honoring Jesus as the good teacher or the master or rabbi, talking to him. It looks like that's a, a test of faith that would pass the test. Right. But we're gonna see as the story goes on, this 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 young man. This young man's faith didn't pass the test. Mm -hmm. Look what it says here in Matthew 7, 21, just to give another indication um, about how the scripture tells us that it just talking to God does not um, qualify your faith as real. It says here in Matthew 7, 21, not everyone, this is Jesus speaking, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Amen. So Jesus declared in this passage that folks that say, hmm. right, <laughs> Lord, Lord, <laughs> folks that talk to me and acknowledge that I'm yeah. Lord, mm. he says, not everybody who does that mm will enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, some folks just be putting on a show. Right. <laughs> Don't know nothing about the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And we got to make sure that that's not us. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's so right. the fact that you say and you speak to God with reverence doesn't mm -hmm. mean that your faith will pass the test. It Amen. does not mean that your faith is real. Jesus said it right now. Not everybody that does that will won't. Right. And we he, and then in our story that we're using, um, he's talking to someone who's saying the right things, but their faith won't pass the test. Yeah. Yeah. The second point I want to make uh, in terms of what doesn't make my faith real is expressing interest in eternal life doesn't make my faith real. Mm-hmm. Expressing interest in eternal life doesn't make my, my faith real. Just because I express interest to go to heaven, that doesn't make my faith real. Right, right. And nor does it make anyone else's faith real. Mm -hmm. uh, just because I, I say rest in peace, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that the person I said rest in peace right. is resting in peace. Right. Just because I said rest in peace, that doesn't mean that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because God is very clear in his word that there's two places that every person is going to spend eternity is either going to be with him, rest with God, resting in peace, or it's going to be in the place that separates everyone eternally from yeah. God that goes there. Yes. And that's hell. Mm -hmm. Hell is real. Yeah. You're either going to be in hell or with God in heaven. And. The peace part is in heaven with God, yeah. but everyone not going to that. So just because, just because you say it, because we say it doesn't mean, doesn't mean it. Mm -hmm. that they're resting in peace. Amen. Look what the text says here. Again, we're looking at the story, the rich young ruler, Mark 17 goes on to says, 
goes on to say, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him, fell on his knees, fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Yeah. So this rich young ruler reverently fell on his knees and he asked and he expressed, I'm interested. Mm. I want eternal life. What can I do to get it? Yeah. And he asked our Lord that. So he expressed interest in it. So just because you express interest in it doesn't mean your faith is real. And when if if you're familiar with the story, you know how it ends. And yeah, we're gonna yeah. see it in the and we're gonna see it at sure you see it very shortly here. Mm -hmm. That this person did not have a faith that's gonna pass the test, even though he was interested in eternal life. Amen. Talking to the Lord, who the one who gives it, it wasn't enough. The third thing that doesn't make my faith real is knowing the scriptures. Hmm. Knowing the scriptures hmm. doesn't make my faith real. Yeah. Look what the passage goes on to say in Mark 10, 18 and 19. Why do you call me good? Jesus responding to the rich young ruler. Hmm. Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is saying to him, you're asking me what you can do to get eternal life. You're calling me good. I'm wondering why you're calling me good. What's your definition of good? And then he says to him, well, you know the commandments. Jesus acknowledged that this young man knows the commandments. He knows the word of God. Yeah. Yet, he still didn't have a faith that could pass the test. Jesus declared that he knew the word of God. And we're going to see that the young man will declare that he knows it too. Yeah. But knowing the scriptures doesn't make your faith real. Mm -hmm. Just because you can quote scriptures, you can do it eloquently. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go from Genesis to Revelations and talk about God. That doesn't mean that your faith is real. That's right. That's not enough to dictate that. Yeah. To determine that your yes. faith is real. Yes. It's a good thing yeah. to know the scriptures. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing to be interested in eternal life. But those things don't make our faith real. Right. It doesn't make our right. faith pass the test. Right. It's not enough. Amen. The fourth thing that doesn't make our faith real is doing good things doesn't make my faith real. Mm -hmm. Doing good things doesn't make my faith real. Look what it says here again about this rich young ruler, Matthew 19, 16. Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? This is Matthew's um, uh perspective on the same incident. Matthew says that. Mm -hmm. And then look what it says in Mark 19, Mark 10, 1920. Finishing off, it says, you know, the commandments, Jesus talking, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. 
And then the rich young man's responds, responds, teacher, verse 20, teacher, he declared all these things I have kept. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, not only do I know these things, teacher, but I've done these things. I've kept the commandments you just listed. Yeah. He said. But as we already talked about, we're going to see that his faith didn't pass the test. Mm -hmm. And he's done good things. He hasn't murdered. He hasn't committed adultery. He hasn't stolen. He hasn't given false witness. He hasn't defrauded. He honors his mother and father. Yeah. But that's still not enough. Mm -hmm. Look what Jesus says here in Matthew 7, 22 and 23. Um, it says, many will say that many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, in your name, drive out demons and in your name, perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, hmm. I never knew you hmm. away from me, you evildoers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Jesus says on the day when he returns, on the day when folks are getting uh, about to face the judgment and everything, there's going to be some that's going to call and say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do some good things? Mm. I prophesied in your name. Mm -hmm. I drove out demons. I performed miracles. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, I'm going to say to them, I never knew you hmm. get away from me you evil doers hmm. and you imagine so doing good things does not make my faith real yeah it's important that we take this to heart everyone so that we are not fooled that we don't leave this life thinking we got a real faith that will pass the test. Mm -hmm. And then when we face God, mm -hmm. we find out just the opposite. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that to happen to anyone. So as a minister of the gospel, it's important that I say these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that our faith will pass the test. Amen. Amen. Then let's move on to the fifth thing that doesn't mean, that doesn't make my faith real. Um, and that is being raised in the church Yeah, doesn't make my faith real. Mm -hmm. Look what the rich young ruler says to Jesus in this conversation. He, Mark 10, verse 20, teacher, he declared all these things I have kept since I was a boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He says, those things, those commandments you listed, I have kept them since I was a boy. In other words, I've been in church all my life. You can't tell me nothing, right? You so so one way that, yes, <laughs> one way we can package that is to say, you know, being raised in the church. Yeah. You know, I've been raised yeah. with knowing these commandments, right, been raised right, to, right. To, to obey these yes, commandments. Yes, and yes. I've been doing it since I was a boy. Mm -hmm. Um, so being raised in the church doesn't make my faith real right. just because you've been 
doing the things of God, going to church yeah. um, since you was a, a child doesn't mean your faith is real. It's a good thing that you went to church as a child. It's a good thing that you learned the Bible as a child. It's a good thing your parents or your grandparents or whoever you had in your family yeah. or in your circle yeah. took you and taught you and mm -hmm. um, um made going to church a, a value right. while you were growing up, that is a great thing. But that alone doesn't mean your faith is real. Yeah, amen. It doesn't mean your faith is real. Amen. The sixth thing that doesn't make your faith real is God showing me love doesn't make my faith real. Mm -hmm. Because God shows me love. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make my faith real. Look what it goes on to say. Jesus, it says in Mark 10, 21, Jesus looked at him and loved him. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Jesus showed him love. He was showing him love in this conversation. Yeah. But that didn't make his faith real. The Bible also tells us that God, um, has mercy on everybody. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. That's right. That's His ble right. He blesses the, 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 the wicked and the righteous. Mm -hmm. So God chose love to everybody. John 3, 16 says God loved the world. He died for the Amen. world. He Amen. showed the whole world, everybody, every person in the world love when Christ died for them. That's right. And that's the greatest demonstration of love that you yes. anyone could ever show. Yes. But that doesn't make your faith real. Right. That's right. Because God shows everybody love. He shows everyone love, whether they accept it or not. He shows them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, even this young man, Jesus loved him. Amen. But that didn't make his faith real. And the last thing I want to say that doesn't make our faith real, number seven, being successful in life doesn't make my faith real. Mm -hmm. And we can see that this was a young man who was rich. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> and and according to the 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 what we consider success, the world considers success, mm -hmm. a young rich man, hmm. oh, that's success. Yeah. According to the world. Exactly. That is success. Mm -hmm. It brings power. It, it makes, you know, you not have, um, you makes all your needs be met. You can do, go on vacations and do all kinds of stuff that yeah. the world deems as success. So being successful in life, that God would allow me to have success doesn't mean that my faith is real. Look what it says here in Mark 10, 21 and 22. And we're going to see here also that this young man, this rich young man's faith failed the test. Look what it says. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack. Remember his question, what good thing can I do to get eternal life? Jesus says, one thing you lack. He said, go sell everything you have give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Mm -hmm. Then come, follow me. 
You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time not only do you need to believe that God can, can save who, whoever wants to be saved, who truly wants to be saved, you also need to know that you are a sinner. Yes, yes. And when we talk about salvation, we're not talking about just being saved so you can have pleasure. No, you need to understand that your sin is dooming you to hell. Yes, yes, yes. Instead of thinking that you are righteous. No, you 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 that you're good. No, you're not good. None of us are. Thank you for listening.